Previously on Sabrina the Teenage Watch. I was born Rosie and then I had a sex change. Well, that was the year that I lost my virginity. You feel like an adult, but you're not. Basically, you're shat in a bucket and you throw it out your window. I presume there was going to be some sort of joke about the hat. Nobody mentions the hat. Tommy Lee Jones is allowed four fucks an hour. <laughs> Imagine the fuss! Please, let me at least lick your fingers. <laughs> Give me food, I'm a cat. We weren't at the top end. Okay, yeah, we were. Yeah, no, yeah. We weren't at the belfry. <coughs> <clears throat> Mr. Kinkle is hoping that Sabrina will kill his uh, disappointing son. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three pert and patient pals review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Blimey, we've waited a whole week, but our first twofer of the show is about to come to an end. How will it all unfold? Well, you'll just have to just wait a few more minutes. My name is Phil, I am your host and your guide to this magical adventure through all seven of these seasons. I'm not alone though, as to the left of me is my good friend Mr. Graham Riley. Hello Graham. Hello Phil. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, and I was... Very pleased because uh, all week, you know, I've, I've not been sleeping, I've been tossing and turning, thinking, what is witch camp going to be like? Is Sabrina going to get to the dance? All these things have been going around my head because I have no life of my own, so... <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been losing my voice, and finally, finally, I got my answers this week. And as soon as we finish recording this, you're going to sleep, aren't you? Oh, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, to the man to my right, let's see if he shares the same uh, same thoughts. And if he's had a, an equally traumatic week, it's uh, my companion to the right, Mr. Chris Evans. I, I'm not going to lie to you, Phil. It's It's been a tough week. I've, uh, I've I, I, This morning, I am feeling dreadfully, slightly, terribly, a little bit hungover because waiting for this episode has turned me to alcohol uh, yeah it has hasn't it you, you the only way you could get through you were so excited so about, excited you were so excited about finding out um at the, the conclusion of this episode that last night the only way you could get to sleep was was to drink yourself mm. silly wasn't yeah, it yeah it really was finally 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 got to him and we, we begged you we begged you to you know let us off the hook to sort of you know get the conclusion last week you did this to us <laughs> look what you've done to us <laughs> I'm sorry. look what you've done we're falling apart Part, but it's okay now. Today we got our answers. We did. So finally we're going to uh, see what happens to Sabrina in the effort of getting her witch's license. Boys, do you want to run through what happened last week in part one? Well, a uh, very um, sort of sassy, stylish gentleman uh, showed up and uh, informed Sabrina that uh, at a random interval that she would not be expecting, he would be testing her for a witch's license. Yes. On her 17th birthday, she received a literal handbook to study for it. Meanwhile, a new girl called Valerie has showed up at school. They're um, working on the school newspaper together, unfortunately, with uh, with Libby as well. Mm. And a uh, big dance is coming up where Sabrina is expected to make a poster for Harvey. Indeed, and in the efforts of um, of going to this, she... D- Chris, does she do well in this uh, witch's test that she gets no, hung upon her? No, not at all. What actually happens is uh, they end up throwing the living room at a train. Yes. They do. Um, and, and she fails, and then she has to go to witch camp. So it's not really a, a pleasant experience for anyone involved. It's not, no. it's uh, yeah. It ended in, in terrible circumstances as Sabrina, with uh, the, the dance looming over her, I think, the, uh, the next day, she's been sentenced to witch camp for two days to... I guess hone her magic, learn her lesson, and hopefully pass second time round. We find out what will happen if she fails to pass again. But uh, yeah, it did leave us with a little bit of a worrying feeling in our guts, didn't it, boys? It, it didn't look like it was going to be a pleasant experience. That's and, all I'm going to say. And that's why we've been so, you know, so uh, traumatized, so unsettled all week. <laughs> we we were just worried for 
for Sabs. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we really do care about them more than we care about our own uh, families at this point. <laughs> so uh... That's too good. It's very honest that, uh, that you've admitted that, Graham. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it ended in sort of a dramatic circumstances as we literally just left Sabrina staring upon uh, Witch's camp. And, yeah, we're going to find out what it's all about. So the questions are, will she get to the dance in time? Will she pass the test second time round? Will she get her magic? Will she survive witch camp? I know. Well, we've uh, we've got a few ideas, a few theories about what might happen, but we might as well crack on. I'm excited for this one as well because we didn't give a score last week, did we, Chris? So you no. This is a big job for you at this the end of this one. You're going, to, uh, you're going to review this episode as the whole two for the entire saga. Mm. So you enjoyed the last episode, didn't you, the first episode? I think so. It was a week ago, Phil. I've slept <laughs> since then. But, but, but not I've not. I've not. I've been sort of dissecting it. I've rewatched it a good eight or nine times. <laughs> and on balance, I think it was, it was a good episode. Yeah. The conclusion opens up with Sabrina, just as we left her, glancing over Witch Camp as the other patrons are marching around the grounds. So we get like a bit of... I think we revisit the stock footage or, or, or possibly filmed footage for the show of army cadets walking around the camp. Now I know that they do actually have a full cast of extras in camo gear. I think that may be actually filmed for the show. Yeah, we weren't too sure last yeah. week, but yeah, it's, that's possibly the case now. Uh, Hilda tells Sabrina that she didn't study for her test either. She had a terrible time and tried to flee to Canada. That is, she tried to flee witch's camp and go yeah. to Canada. Yeah, um, but so- they still get you. They still get yeah, you, yeah. and it confirmed what we thought last week was that yes, Hilda has one hundred percent definitely been to witch camp. Yes, yes, and that, that, that was inevitable. We we knew that that, yes. that mm-hmm. was going to get re- oh, confirmed to us. Then she would have gone to witch camp uh, over six hundred years ago. Possibly, yes. Mm. I wonder how much witch camp has changed in six hundred years. Maybe. Well, we find out that the drill instructor still remembers her. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So maybe, oh, unless it's something that time doesn't, time there doesn't really pass the same time as here. It's kind of like a a timeless void, maybe. Well, I mean, time doesn't pass in the same way as it would us for Hilda and Zelda. They're 600, but they look 40. Yeah. So um, again, like the drill instructor. Here. Yeah, but the, the time would pass the same because if it didn't pass in the same rate, then Sabrina would have missed the dance completely. That's true. Yes, so yeah, she was there true. for two days. It was two days there and two days... In, so your theory is wrong, Phil. Oh, oh yeah. I do apologise. We don't, we can't handle the concept of time very well in this show. Like, like we've That's our been brains proven have, many, many times before. <laughs> we should just avoid conversations about time and space and just just laugh at the jokes. The quizmaster appears and gives Sabrina a hand getting down by shoving her off the floating crater. She parachutes though, so it's not entirely dangerous. But then she crashes into reception. Yes. Did they? Have, well, I say reception. Did they have a reception in the in which? Camp? It's the stock scene from every sort of military film ever, where uh, the lead character goes to uh, some sort of boot camp, yeah. where you've got the stony-faced well woman in this case behind the counter, who's sort of issuing her with her uh, her fatigues and her boots and everything, and giving her a uh, very long number um, yeah. by which she will be known um, for the foreseeable future. She's greeted with her army uniform and dog tag ID. Sabrina, sorry, S-2103411819-577K, goes to get changed. And How th- many witches have gone to witch camp? Jesus, that is a long number. God, that's... That's at least at least uh, 21 billion. Uh, so, um, yeah. That's, that's, that's an awful lot of naughty witches, isn't there? Through the history of witch camp. Mind you, if it's been around for thousands of years, I guess uh, they would have quite the... Um, yeah. They, all I'm saying is they need a new system. They, yeah, they do, really. <laughs> so back at the Spellmans, and Hilda is down in the dumps. So Hilda says she's going to have a walk on the wild side and spend their bond money on a lab. A puppy, Hilda cries. A dog, Salem literally cries. No, a laboratory. And then Salem says, I'm not relieved. No. <laughs> like, sort of Salem, when he's being a cat, it's when he's most funny because he's supposed to be this all-powerful, dominant witch who's unfortunately turned into a cat. So the the idea of him being scared of a dog to him is stupid, but it's it's cat nature. Yeah, Salem has 
a great episode uh, <laughs> yes. this time yeah. out. We get a lot. Yeah. Nothing quite the caliber of him in a suit as we got in part one, but a good episode to say. <laughs> yeah. His I... best line so far in the entire show is yeah, like, coming definitely. up towards the end. But uh, yeah, he's, he was just absolutely sterling in this one. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So Zelda wants to branch out into chemistry and leave physics behind. She wants to end hunger, to cure diseases, and to make a nail polish remover that doesn't stink. I feel like she's she's going to stretch herself there, Phil. Yeah, she's, yeah. I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like... That know, may be a bridge too far. End <laughs> <laughs> word hunger, yeah, okay, yeah, cure yeah. diseases, yeah. That's yeah, entirely yeah, possible. All diseases must be cured at some point. Yeah. Nail polish remover. That mm. doesn't stink. I mean, mm. uh, that that's going to be a difficult one. No, if you want uh, just just water and a scourer, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hilda says that the dungeon is already too cluttered with crap, so where are they going to put it? And boys, we fucking knew it. We said it uh, so early on in season one. We've not seen it yet. Hopefully we will at some point in the next five years of programming. <laughs> but there is actually a dungeon underneath the Spelman house and Hilda is the one who brings it up because she is definitely the one who spends the most time down there. And she knows that the dungeon is full. Full of what? Yeah. Torture yeah. equipment? Bodies? <laughs> yeah. Tarp for clean-up? Oh. No. The dungeon important. dungeon tiled floor, definitely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what's in there. It's a rack as well, isn't it? Oh, and definitely. And a guillotine. I swear to God, there will be a cadaver down there that has been hung, drawn and quartered. Yeah. Is that where Mr. Poole's gone? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Not cheap. No. Maybe Max Cadavershack operates out of the Spellman basement. Did we ever consider maybe, that? Oh, maybe that's how Hilda gets her money. Yeah, maybe. Oh, wow. She she is Mike from Mike's Cadavershack. There we go. There we go. There we go. Print it. That is pure fact. We hit, we have hit upon a fan theory that I'm sure nobody else has ever come up with there. I think yeah. It's utterly well, uh, bespoke. We don't know what goes on in the Spellman basement. Hopefully we find out at some point. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Will there be a gimp in there? That's my next uh, mm. projection. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still trying to get over the fact that Hilda's Mike from Mike's Cadaver Shack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. But there could be a gimp in there. Maybe they didn't get rid of the hunky waiters after all. <gasps> oh! Yes. All three of those hunky uh, butlers uh, that greeted them only two weeks before Sabrina moved in. Maybe that's where they live. Yes. Anyway, so Zelda says that she's going to buy a brand new quantum laptop. Uh Hilda wishes she just invested the money, though. So the whole joke is about it's a laptop. Because laptops are new, I guess. Well, they're not new. We've seen them since last year. But they're they're the thing. They're a thing that more people should buy. So I guess the joke is it's It's okay okay to do a pun about laptops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a new word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, back at witch camp, and Sabrina is trying to bond with the rest of the pathetic, rebelling witches. However, she's suddenly called to fall in line by the drill sergeant who inspects everyone's fingernails. He gets to Sabrina, recognises her surname, and gets a cold shudder. Hilda Spellman. Hilda Thorn in my side, Spellman. Don't tell me you're related to Hilda Spellman. Okay, yelps Sabrina. Uh, the drill it, It's at that moment I wanted a flashback of yeah. when Hilda was there and the drill sergeant and Hilda and Hilda's just has like somehow managed to make him dress in a tutu with floppy hair and dance around and sing. You know, I don't know what, I don't know why. I just, I wanted a flashback of what well, happened. Yeah, I mean, we, we do find out that, uh, yeah, a bit more, not, not in detail, but yeah, Hilda has caused uh, this man a lot of mental and possibly physical, no, definitely physical traumatic she pain. She may have stabbed a literal thorn into his <laughs> literal side, knowing Hilda. <laughs> so uh, just before we continue with it, we're just going to give an honourable shout out to this gentleman because yeah. just because he's incredibly funny yeah. he's only in this one episode but he's he's very very funny he's definitely the right casting for a drill instructor of uh for... yeah he's tall he's mustachioed isn't he, he? Is, yeah. um and he's sort of like stern but in a very sort of comedic like sort of almost camp sort of way <laughs> he's yeah he plays his role very very well yeah so this gentleman's yeah richard moll or richard mole i'm not sure m-o-l-l um and yeah he's he's again sort of a 90s uh that guy uh he branched into the in the uh, the 21st century as well but uh yeah he's, he's any role that called for a big man yeah um also voice wise he does a lot of voice for things like he's done voices for the, Incred- in the incredible hulk yeah uh, fantastic for anything that requires a big creature a big monster he's kind of been in every kind of 
massively 90s show through the yeah. ages. He's made an appearance in Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Do you remember wow. that? Yeah, 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 I remember that. Uh, he played a Cyclops. Oh, that makes course. sense. That, big yeah. man. Um, he's, he's been in Due South. Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, Babylon 5. Which, as we know, is a big pile of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Babylon 5, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, wow. Woman. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah. Ooh, with uh, Jane Seymour. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Baywatch has been in as well. Jane Seymour. Yeah. Uh, Baywatch. He was in the 1994 movie The Flintstones. He was a voice in Mighty Max as well, which uh, is oh, interesting. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, the TV series of Highlander. Yeah. Um, the... The reboot of the Monsters. He's, so he's been in anything that was really big and popular for a few niche years yeah. in the nineties. Uh, and yeah, these days he's just uh, out and about as a big, tall, moustached man. Anything that you read and go, oh yeah, bloody hell, that was a thing. He was probably in it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, Richard Vol, very, very funny as uh, Sergeant Slater in this episode. Very, very good. Uh, so the drill sergeant, Sergeant Slater, says to the girls that he is going to take their fingers and make men out of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, witches, let's make some magic. Hut, 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 he says. Uh, Sabrina goes to reason with Sergeant Slater, explains to him that she has to leave and be with Harvey. You know, be a good girlfriend and that. But Slater instead turns her into Roy Batty and screams in her face. When you say turns her into Roy Batty, yeah, uh, she gets a, basically... A buzz cut. A buzz cut, um, much like Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner, as Phil was alluding to. This couldn't have been a wig, could it? I mean, it's so short. No, I... yeah, yeah, but no, it was a wig. Uh, night falls and Sabrina is knackered from scaling a wall until they hit the clouds, apparently. Wow. <laughs> yeah, tough. I'm not going to lie to you at this point. I was like, wait, you're at witch camp? Why are you scaling a wall? Well, and dis- how discipline. Are you... Yeah, but you... are you using magic? Surely you should be mu- using magic for everything. But no, we're scaling a wall. That makes me think that they were just climbing without yeah. magical help. Yeah, then that brings... It's like, good... what's the point? That brings a good point, Chris, actually. What... What is the purpose of witch camp? Um, is it just to solely teach them a lesson, to teach them discipline? I think so. I don't think it's where you learn to be a witch. I think it's where you sort of think, well, I've, I've, I've got to wise up and, you know, sort of get passing my test and get, get witching because otherwise I'll be coming back here again and this is horrible. Yeah, you get a two-day taster of what it could be like if you fail to be a witch and then uh, find out you've got to be there for a year if you, pa- if you fail the second time. You're there yeah. for an entire year, so I guess a yeah. year of gruelling activities and just a basically a crap way of life. Prison, you appre- Yeah, prison yeah. to make you appreciate your life and do better once you're out. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Sabrina opens up her trunk and magics in some stuff, but we don't see what it is because she quickly shuts it because Sergeant Slater comes back in. Uh, she's called to attention and all the ladies have to wear deactivators, ankle cuffs that stop them from using magic. Nighty night, ladies. Hmm. It just doesn't sound as mean when they really are ladies, Sergeant Slater says. <laughs> as a, in fairness, that's a cracking line. He's so some wonderful Sergeant Slater lines. He's not even in it for very long, yeah. but he makes you laugh with pretty much every other sentence while yeah. he's there. Great they've, stuff. They've twisted the sort of stereotypical lines from uh, that you might hear in things like uh, Full Metal Jacket and... Minus uh, school fucking, as oh, we yes. were discussing during the episode. <laughs> that's um, all I could think about was school fucking during that bit. <laughs> But they were saying about ladies, it just got me thinking, obviously, we know witches are a gender-neutral... Name. Name, yes. Um, but this episode only features female witches. Well, I well, mean... you're not going to have a, uh, a co-ed bunk at witch camp, are you? There'll probably be a male um, barrack room. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to... Yeah, they're not going to... They're gonna not going to mix and match. That's, that's not going to enforce discipline, <laughs> is it? In fact, quite the opposite. Yeah, 17-year-olds... So, uh... Boys and girls sharing the same room. Yeah, Phil, that's a clever idea, isn't it? Glad you're not running witch camp. Be an orgy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sabrina wakes up in you the night. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina wakes up in the night to inspect her trunk, and it turns out that she filled it with Harvey. <laughs> 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 Trump for Harvey. <laughs> I missed that word. It's not full of Harvey at all. Uh, oh, that should be the name of a song. <laughs> Trunk full of Harvey. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no. So they. It turns out that she filled it with her Harvey poster and her evening gown for the uh, for the do. Uh, just then, her rival Fink wakes up. In, in the credit, in the credits, it says her first name is Stacy. So she's Stacy Fink. Um, ah. 
think is like American slang for like think uh, outside the box. I oh, know that's no, no. Um, the fuck is wrong with you today? <laughs> it's a company, Se- isn't it? Sake. Um, think is like slang for sort of like um, like giving somebody in, like grassing. Oh. And since she's like you know uh, Sergeant Slater's sort of you know sort of teacher's pet, she's yeah. sort of like always threatening sort of a tattle, as she says on her Sabrina. So yeah, a bit of a bit of name play there. Uh, I I am um, I'm very glad that I know nothing about these things, and I'm getting educated. Yes, me too. It's very, that's why we have got Graham on the yeah, team. That, that's my learn something new for the day. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's our um, he's our David Hasselhoff, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, oh well, come on, come on. <laughs> no, no, no one knows quite as much as as the half, but um, you know, I, I'd be a. I'd be a capable sort of understudy to the half. Um, You've read a book or one, haven't you? I have, just, yeah. Just like the half. Um, so just then, her rival, we say Fink, wakes up and tells her that she's rule-breaking and is going to tell on her. But Serena tells her that by getting out of bed, she too is rule-breaking. So Serena runs off and Fink vows to tell on her, come sunrise instead. Mm. Uh, back home and Hilda is unimpressed that they've spent their small fortune on a briefcase. Salem wants Zelda to use it to make him some hospital-grade catnip. <laughs> Classic Salem. Uh. Yeah. Well, by by hospital-grade catnip, uh, I think we all know what he was alluding to. Yeah. He he is a he's a junkie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. The first thing, yeah, they just spent all this money on this chemistry equipment. What's the first thing we're going to make? Some drugs, but yeah. not just then, not just street drugs. Jugs. <laughs> street jugs. <laughs> you know, you know those street jugs. Street. <laughs> Street jugsters. <laughs> um, no, not those street drugs, but they're like proper medical drugs. Yeah, like, we- like med- weapons grade. <laughs> so Zelda tells them that they shouldn't touch the laptop until she's read the manual. So obviously, as soon as she leaves, Salem tells Hilda to open it up. Yeah. Salem so- is the real bad influence of this episode. Yeah. Push the button. You push it. Push it. <laughs> and, then, and then, okay, fair enough. So yeah, he's really, really bad. So the briefcase opens up into an impressive tray of flasks and light-up tubes. Cool. It's not this week's That's So 90s. However, it is definitely a trope of 90s uh, TV. The laboratory gives off copious amounts of dry ice. To sort of emphasise the sort of bright colours of all these chemicals, it's neon lit from underneath. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that that's the perfect working conditions. Work in the dark, but have dry ice and neon tubes lighting your work. Yeah. And obviously... Because- obviously, that, that is clearly the best way uh, to to be lit during any work involving chemicals or, or surgery... Or, or anything of a scientific nature. I mean, it just makes the room so much brighter, so you can see stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's pure fact, and we've seen yeah. it, that, that, that chemicals are brightly coloured and luminous, aren't they? Yeah, just, yeah it's just, just neon and dry ice. There is no better place to carry out a science experiment than a Van Halen concert. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, back at Witch Camp and Salem is trying to sneak out with her poster, dress and her buzz cut. Trying to scale a mesh fence before realising that it's an unlocked gate. You made a point, Graham, that this really isn't a secure witching facility. It's not, but we realise that it's probably an illusion yeah. that you can escape with ease. But later on, you're going to pay. Why did Sabrina magic her dress and poster to Witch Camp? Because uh, she would, clearly would have had to have gone home anyway <laughs> to get back from the other realm. She was really, really silly. And <laughs> yes, now she's running around with a white dress and a big poster trying to escape. It didn't make logical sense. <laughs> yeah, because she appears out of the linen closet when yeah. she could have just gone, there's a poster, there's my dress. Let's go. Because yeah. she, when she gets to, when she's, oh well. During her escape, the poster gets uh, chewed up by a dog. Yeah. Um, she rips her dress on yes. a mesh fence and stuff. Yeah. So she's brought it there to be a massive inconvenience that she then has to leave behind and just put back on when she gets to school. What a fool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, maybe you should have stayed in witch camp, eh, Sabrina? Really, maybe it it's just... not just the handbook of magic you need to do, but the handbook of common sense. <laughs> it was just... I mean, it's like when she finally got out of witch camp as well, she actually was a, was back at the Spellman household yeah. and said hello to Salem. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Very, very weird way of thinking. No. Uh, we briefly cut to the school dance where Harvey is looking fine and worrying about where his beloved teen witch is. He's mm. getting a bit worried, isn't he? And he's yeah. dressed very smart. This is the third time we've seen 
Harvey in smart dress, getting better, I think, as, as time yeah. progresses. Back at the Spellman residence, and Salem is placing an order for a mouse on a string, trying to find out if it's a real mouse or not. Suddenly, Sabrina bursts out of the linen closet, dirty, sweaty, and tired. But she did bust out of the joint to Salem's amazement. Salem says he'll pick off her ankle cuff because it's the same lock as her diary, apparently. Oh, Salem. But again, we now know Salem can pick locks. Yeah. 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 He might that, is a, that is a skill that he has transferred from his human days. Yes. Yeah. It probably makes him better at it now. Yeah, the little, little calls yeah. can get in there, yeah. Sabrina magics herself into the school toilets where she scrubs up well and meets a now-relieved Harvey. Hey, you shaved, she says. Yeah, second time this month. It's beginning to be a real pain. Oh, oh Harvey becoming yeah, a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were there just like, oh my God, he's after shaving twice oh, a month. Bless I him. would love to see Nate Richards, um, his it, just teen bum fluff. That's what I like to see on his face. Just his little little beard, a little tash growing a little Yeah, a little sort of dodgy sort of like, yeah. Um, yeah, a, a, a patchy beard. Yeah, patchy adolescent beard. I mean, we've all seen that picture of Michael Sarah with that. Horrible, horrible, horrible yeah, pencil yeah. tash. I P- imagine stash. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's kind of what uh, Harvey's like. But no, it, it's becoming a real uh, struggle in having to shave twice a month. You're lucky if you can get past a weekend without shaving yeah. twice. Because yeah. obviously, we're, I mean, we're, the three of us own are, beards. Are we, we do own beards. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. In case you were under any uh, impressions or illusions otherwise, this is yet another podcast. Helmed by three white men with beards. <laughs> Yet another. <laughs> we we are yeah, and we are so typical. <laughs> just in case you were under the illusion that uh, you know we're just that three, we were yeah. three silly little boys. We we are three gruff manly men, aren't oh, we? Oh yes. Uh, so she's magicked herself in the school toilets, and she's amazed about uh, Harvey's uh, nicely clean shaven face. He asks about his poster, so Sabrina runs off to the bathroom, because obviously the dog chewed one. So she goes to magic one up, but a girl is too busy curling her hair. Bitch. (laughs) She's taking ages to curl and spray her bangs. Uh, She shouts at her and tries to make a poster. However, her finger is burnt out yet again. Here you go, here you go. This, This chap's another moment that really ground my gears. She magics up a big piece of card for the poster, right? Yeah. Thought, why didn't she just magic up the original poster again. I think if she magicked up the actual poster, it would be all dog-chewed. But yeah, I'm but, yeah. sure... Well, you yeah, would, you, you would well, think I mean, she'd be able to magic something which already yeah. had, you know. Why, why, well, why she, just magic up a blank piece of card? She could have just gone, boom, there's a poster. Happy days. Yeah, that's true, but, she, but the, the thing is she wanted... Well, not now she's in the bathroom, she has to magic one up, but it was all, she actually made that original poster herself without magic. Yeah. So why not magic the original poster into the bathroom? Yeah, it might have a dog bite out of it, but you can magic that away. Well, she did try and magic it up, but her finger was... No, she didn't try and magic it up. She magicked up a blank piece of card. <laughs> okay, okay. And then she wanted to... Decorate. Co- decorate it, and then her finger conked out. And so yeah. she had to yeah. okay, okay. So, so yeah. she, she, had, she had one spell in her. She used that for a blank piece of card. <laughs> yeah. <Her> foolishness. <laughs> yes, it is. Speaking of the teenage fool, it's quickly becoming, isn't it? Having no poster, because her finger is burnt out and revving like a car engine, she tries to make one out of lipstick. But it breaks. So she's got to make do with it. Uh, Go Harvey Kink, it says. Sabrina tries to convince Harvey it's a nickname, like Shaq. Yeah. Maybe it's Harvey that needs to be in the dungeon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Harvey Kink. <laughs> uh, back home and Zelda walks in on Hilda playing with her chemistry stuff. Hilda makes a wacky potion that makes the pair of them instantly appear in the back of a top-down convertible yet again with Eric Estrada. And um, Phil, we didn't really um, talk about this last time. Who is Eric Estrada? Eric Estrada is just someone from the past. He's, uh, <laughs> just, he, just, he was just someone... Who was around? Something from the past, so just think of him same as Thomas Jefferson or um, uh, Cleopatra. Yeah, Cleopatra. Uh, yeah. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a uh, actor best known for Chips, yes, I believe. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, 70s, the... 80s um, sort of a action comedy. Yeah, and, and I think at this time he was starring in sort of, you know, like Spanish uh, soap operas. Yeah, telenovela so, stuff. I mean, we know that that's what Hilda likes. She loves yeah. the daytime soap operas, so. But yeah, he looks just... He's probably the most bemused out of all of their um, 
well, victims, I want to say. Yeah, well, this is the thing. He doesn't actually. Re- he doesn't say anything. He, <laughs> he just, just sort of just yeah. like turns around, and looks at them, and he's like, "Yeah." He could have been working in sort of the the stage next door. So it's like, okay, how much have we got left in the budget? Okay, Eric, don't say a word. <laughs> say all your lines through facial they expressions. Pay, they have to pay them when they speak, don't they? Yeah. So, so uh, they, they they didn't. That's how they got around it. It was like. Eric, mate, you're not going to talk. You're just going to look bemused. Is that all right? Yeah. We'll, we'll still get paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as a non-speaking role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that what I want you to do, Eric, is, yeah, don't say anything. Just do all of... Say all your lines through facial expressions. Here we go. Watch Wallace and Gromit. That'll... Uh, yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. So he achieved that. Yeah, he, he definitely. He, he, he was managed to be funny whilst not speaking, yeah. which is... His, uh, his funniest non-spoken line is when Sabrina appears in the car yeah. sort of later on. But poor Eric just having a nice drive in his convertible and these, these random women just keep appearing next yeah. to him. Maybe it was just a fly-on-the-wall documentary. I mean, if you are <laughs> if you are that terrified, you might, you're speechless, aren't you? Yes, yeah, Maybe, yeah. Maybe he was, he was filming his own show and... Yeah, it's kind of like the train drivers in uh, the first part of just like yeah, yeah. Just pe- people just randomly appearing next to him and them just not having a clue what's going on. <laughs> Hilda says that she'll admit when she's wrong. I love the laptop, so she's going to be doing. Uh, is she going to dabble in some more chemistry? I'd like to see some spells well, go uh, wrong. Eric Estrada chemistry, maybe. But that, <laughs> that laptop is quite an expensive um, bit of kit, as in like putting it together would have been quite a bit out of the production budget. Yeah. So I'm guessing that will mean that we do see it again, and it could be used for so many sort of misadventures. Yeah, I do. I do recall the laptop actually. Yes, yeah. like, that's something I do remember from watching Sabrina all those years ago. So. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing more so, um, sort of medicine and chemistry-based mayhem. Yeah, very excited for that. Back at the dance, and Libby is laughing at Sabrina's sad cry for help of a poster, she says. Uh, so to take her mind off it, Harvey asks Sabrina to dance and steps on her toes a few times. Which well, is a shame, because another... we learnt that Harvey's a good dancer. Yeah, but it's another moment of, oh, it's a Harvey! Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dancer on his own, but yeah, I mean, that's true, you yeah. know, couples dancing with a less experienced partner, perhaps not. Uh, so during the dance, Sabrina looks at the glittery disco ball, which ends up reflecting a very pissed off Sergeant Slater's face, who just shouts, Spellman! And she screams very, very loudly. And then, like a page out of a weird Cinderella straight-to-video sequel, Sabrina's dress turns back into her camo gear, and she runs off. Sabrina, you forgot your boot? Our Prince Charming calls out. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's worn army boots in the past for various reasons... I was uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not going to lie to you, it is incredibly difficult for a boot to just... Fall off. In matter of fact, I would dare say the reason that soldiers wear those boots is because they're very robust and stick to your feet very well. Yeah, especially since she ran. I mean, it would be good if, you know, if people going into combat and they're running and like, oh shit, my boots fall off. Yeah, I mean, it's not a fucking flip flop, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. It's a boot that goes up to Melissa Joan Hart's, like, Mid ankle, yeah, you know, like it's a big boot, it's not just gonna yeah, fall off. Not, Unless so, it um appeared on her foot untied, maybe? which but why would that why? happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's now that's just silly. Yeah. Uh, back at witch camp, and Sabrina is possessing a tiny toothbrush to clean every inch of the barracks. Uh, whilst the sergeant calls out a list of everything she did wrong, she's then punished seemingly for two days of room brushing. That montage. Wasn't really needed. We just needed to see her doing what she was doing. Yeah, it was the show kind of a, just a passage of time, but it was kind of brief and didn't really show that. It was just a couple of cutaways of a uh, of, magic in the toothbrush. No, no, no. It was just a couple of cutaways of a toothbrush moving. <laughs> yeah, a toothbrush superimposed onto the screen, supposedly cleaning things. I did enjoy that. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, the, 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 um, yeah, the concept of magicking a toothbrush to scrub things was, was pretty clever. Again, a nice sort of witchy take on sort of sort of boot camp tropes from film and TV, but yeah, it went on too long. Fink walks in, this is her rival, and traipses lots of mud into the room. So Sabrina manages to some toilet paper to hang out of her ass. Way. Sl- <laughs> Slater comes back and tells her that her two days are up and she's free to leave. Woohoo! She says, that may have been a premature woohoo, Spellman. <laughs> As if yeah, we, we all we all have. We've uh, all had premature wounds. <laughs> yeah. um, As if you fail your test for a second time, you'll be mine for an entire year. He says. Suddenly, he hears a familiar voice. Hilda Spellman. Oh no, the flashbacks. <laughs> I, he seriously suffered at the hands of Hilda. He really, he, he runs out of there. Big tough Sergeant Slater bolts 
I'm and sorry. He, I want to. He shouts. S- he screams. Yeah. yeah. I want to see. I want to see a, uh, a feature-length film of Hilda at witch camp and yeah. what happened to poor old what? Slater. Yeah. What did she do to him? Maybe it's best we never know. <laughs> Hilda walks in and he runs off screaming. How sweet she says. He remembers me. You're not going to forget her in a I'm show, sorry, you? but that is not the correct response. <laughs> no, it's the Hilda response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows no remorse at all, does she? Back home, and Sabrina is raised to study the magic handbook, just as soon as she's caught up with Valerie and Harvey. Zelda tells her that she has to cut back on stuff because she can't do everything and study for her magic exam. And in the end, she comes to terms with what she has to cut back on, being the school paper editor and being a good girlfriend. Not like she's been one recently. She's... Sorry, Phil, I want to interject here. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, this whole concept of having to take less time with Harvey is just bloody ridiculous. It's... I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. I mean, one, we want Sabrina and Harvey to be together forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, I think Hilda and Zelda, particularly Zelda... I mean, well, Hilda wouldn't give a shit either way. Yeah. And, and Zelda, you know, like, we saw uh, in the episode where Sabrina and Harvey finally officially got together and there were the fireworks, and you had Zelda, you know, like, at the door looking on admiringly with Salem in their arms. Um, you know, she seemed really invested in uh, Sabrina and Harvey yeah. being together. She knows how important all of that is to Sabrina, and I don't think under any circumstance would she insist or suggest that they effectively break up. Like. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that it's she she is doing a lot at the school, but surely by cutting back on just the school stuff, i.e. not being the editor of the paper mm-hmm. and this whole AP algebra thing needs to... I don't know. The homework load, whatever. It doesn't mean... You can't just go, no, 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 stop hanging out with your friends. You can't do that anymore. It's, it's so bloody mean. Well, I mean, it goes back to what we've said numerous times about um, the fact that the witches follow rules very, very seriously. They're very dedicated to magic. So they believe that the most important thing that Sabrina has in her life is magic. Okay, and but if, if she can't be a witch, then that's not a way to live. But if magic is more important than anything in the mortal realm, then magic is more important than mortal school. Or maybe, you know, it could be like, yeah, just just spend, just spend a little less time with your friends, or, you know, a little less time with Harvey. I guess Sabrina, to some extent, does sort of bring it upon herself, like, sort mm. of like, oh, well, I'm not a good... I'm not a good uh, girlfriend anyway, so we may as well just, you know... Yeah, cut back on... Go, go into the slicery a little less, not uh, prompt making too many promises to go out and see yeah. people. You know, just cut back a little bit, I guess. Upset at the thought of telling Harvey that he deserves better than a part-time girlfriend, she asks her mirror to display how he would react. Harvey, you deserve more than a part-time girlfriend, so we have to see less of each other. Rich is just a series of screams, Harvey falling to his knees and tearing his jumper <laughs> yeah, open. Uh, that was just... Where did that come from? So funny. <laughs> it was surreal. Him, yeah, te- just completely tearing his jumper in half, like Hulk Hogan style. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, yeah, quite something. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was absolutely bizarre. It was, yeah. it was just... <laughs> just tearing this jumper clean off. It was the, uh, so funny. The surrealist moment of the episode, but also one of the funniest. <laughs> yeah. uh, Salem tells her that she should try using a no-pain spell, so the breakup is pain-free for Harvey, at least. Salem leads her to the laptop and helps her decide what kind of no-pain recipe they should make. Another moment of, push the button. You push it. Push it. (laughs) Push it. (laughs) Also, we get Salem in uh, goggles. Science science goggles. Which, it's amazing. Like, he's literally just usual, you know, nude or whatever. Uh, Salem just with goggles on. But even that is hilarious. (laughs) Just one, like, small item of clothing. (laughs) Or, like, yeah, just human sort of, like gear on yeah, this cat is just hilarious. Anything to make Salem appear more human is just more ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't it really, really good? So she adds the ingredients to make either a no-pain pudding, a no-pain fruitcake, or a no-pain butterscotch. Salem says the no-pain fruitcake is better for what? Breaking up with... Retirees. 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 Yeah, with old people. They love fruitcake. <laughs> yeah. They do. Old people love fruitcake. So he says he's, uh, she says she's going to make a no-pain butterscotch pudding. She adds each of the ingredients, but is unsure on what the last one is. Salem tells her it's probably the blue goo, but it's not. And instead, she's transported... 
into Eric Estrada's car. This is the best scene, though. <laughs> One, it's sort of the rule of if you repeat something enough times, it becomes funny again. Yeah. yeah. And also, just, yeah, his what-the-fuck reaction <laughs> is, is quite something. I mean, he's going on a long drive, isn't he? Yeah. That's where he's going. Very long, same stretch of road. Um <laughs> Maybe, maybe maybe he's doomed to just drive that road for eternity. Yeah. Maybe he's trapped in the other realm. And maybe just, just, just maybe that's an aspect of the dungeon. Maybe yeah. maybe it's a mental dungeon. Yeah, yeah. possible. He's actually inside an Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Sabrina magics herself out and into the next day, where she tries to explain to Harvey why she ran off during the dance. Harvey tells her a story about how it was probably a teacher's food that made her feel sick because he hasn't been the same since a sophomore ran him over. I mean, what school do they go well, to? But the, the worst thing is the audience laugh. But that's fucking grim. <laughs> that's dark. It's the... She says it's the driver's ed teacher because I know, like, in... Because you learn to drive while you can learn to drive while you're still in high school because yeah. you're 18 a lot of... American schools do actually have like a driving instructor that's sort of paid by the school. So that's the guy who's uh, supposedly made the dodgy food. And so during one of his lessons, presumably, or maybe as revenge for him not being a good instructor, I don't know. Anyway, a child ran him over, <laughs> and he's and he's it not. It's the... just so dark because it's, he says he's not the same. So what has he lost his sense of taste? Has he lost his sense to do basic things? Has he has he lost a leg? Yeah, yeah. It, like. It's something's affected him being able to make something simple as food. I mean, a lot of um, light made of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder on this show. First, we've got poor old uh, Sergeant Slater, and now we've got the uh, traumatised uh, driving instructor who was ran over by a pupil. <laughs> and therefore makes shit quesadillas. Yeah. <laughs> poor bloke. Sabrina, who has made the pudding, tells Harvey to eat it, but he says he can't because his coach says, You eat pudding at lunch, you're a pudding on the field. <laughs> what oh, does that even mean? Harvey can't be a pudding. Well, he's sweet enough, I guess. Oh. Uh, he eventually gives in and he necks the pudding in the weirdest way possible. He puts the entire circumference of the jar just in his mouth. It's not a little... Putting not... in a little jar like that is weird anyway. Give the man a spoon. Yeah, how, how do you eat it normally without cutlery? Um, That's it, you don't. You get a fucking spoon, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so the pudding is fizzing, which is confusing Harvey, as it would, and Sabrina bites the bullet, telling him that they should see each other less. And before he can lose his marbles, the spell works, and he's cool with it. Too cool with it, in fact, as he asks another girl literally <laughs> seconds after if to watch the game with him instead. Yeah. She's like, she's really, really upset. Sabrina's own fault. I mean, she made the spell so he didn't feel any pain. So, of course, he's not going to feel any pain. And instead that she feels the pain. So, which is actually, re- which is better? Letting mortals feel the pain or using magic? Basically, there's no way to break up sort of scot-free even when you're a witch either they're heartbroken or they're so blasé about it they straight away ask somebody else out right in front of you yeah Yeah, but at the same time let's let's be let's be clear about this they weren't breaking up they were just seeing less of each other less of each other they're not breaking up yeah they didn't break up they were deciding to go unsteady Yes, yeah. so which is you know it, it, it's a shame that their uh, steady relationship is going a little, little rocky these days. Um, yeah, Val, Valerie walks in and asks if Harvey's all right. Sabrina says yes because he's he's eating pudding, and she says when she gets upset she eats a corn dog, and then the scene cuts to another one. It's weird. They're just fleshing out this new character of Valerie. You know, she likes corn dogs. That's, that's just something to put on the spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, speaking of fleshing around, we might as well uh, flesh out the actress behind yes. Valerie. Tell us a little bit more, Graham. Yeah, I mean, we, we should, we should uh, flesh out uh, Valerie because she'll be playing a fairly significant part in the show over the next a couple of years. The next few season, years, yeah. I think. She lasts uh, much longer than um, uh, poor uh, Michelle Boudouin, who was um, left the show after the first season. So now we have Miss Lindsay Sloan as uh, Valerie. So yeah, she had her recurring roles um, in a few different things. Uh, the Wonder Years, uh, she was she was in that. Uh, she was in a short-lived sitcom called uh, Mr. Rhodes. She's still around now. Um, Valerie is definitely a, her biggest known uh, role. But uh, she was in the main cast of uh, the uh, CBS uh, version of The Odd Couple, starring Matthew Perry. Hey. Ew. Ew. 
Never mind. So, yeah, maybe people would like to forget that and go, yeah, yeah, Valerie, that's all we know her from. Yeah, I, 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 I think as well that she, she, she was a starred opposite Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudoku. Yeah, Jason Sudoku in a film called A Good Old Fashioned Orgy. I'm pretty sure she was in that as well. Hey, okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, so the odd couple is that like was that like a adaptation, like a sitcom adaptation of the, the film? You know, with Jack Lemmon and uh, Walter Matthau, like the really classic, really funny film. Yeah. And he did a CBS sitcom with Matthew Perry. Yeah. I bet Obviously, we're sort of judging ahead of time, but I bet that was revolting, <laughs> um, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, yeah. thirty-eight episodes. So it ran for more than one season. Yeah, it finished uh, in middle 2017. of 2017. God. Yeah. If you know, if you can see in the show, and it's you know actually is you know sort of good. It is reasonably sort of in the spirit of the original film. Let us know. But I bet it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're just putting it out there. Um, Sabrina heads to a school paper meeting and admits that it would be better in someone else's hands. Libby's ears obviously prick up, but she's passed by again as Valerie. Hooray! She becomes the new school paper editor of the Westbridge Lantern. Yes. Mm. So, uh, go a bit more things for her to do, I guess. I know it's only the second episode, but she's just said hello here and there. and So it's nice that she's got a role to do as a guest within school other than just... Sabrina's shadow yeah for now back home and to our surprise Salem is actually helping Sabrina study and being quite strict with her yeah he, I guess he understands that I know there's it's all all right for a bit of tomfoolery here and there but this magic malarkey is important to you and and I actually legitimately understand this well he's a he's a witch or an ex-witch yeah. so you know he, he knows that it's very very important to get your license otherwise you know you can't dominate the world without a license, can no, you? No, no. No, that's true. That's no. very true. Suddenly, quick as a flash, the quizmaster appears wearing a bright white suit. Um, he says he was late because he had to buy a belt. It's a good belt. It's a good belt. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that belt. It's very striking against his white uh, uh, yeah. suit, anyway. Yeah. Um, so at this point, we might as well, again, introduce our quizmaster, who's going to be playing a prominent role through uh, the rest of the season. Yeah. So we might as well say hello to him. Yeah. Who is he? Well, the quizmaster's name is apparently Albert, although it's not mentioned in this episode. I don't know whether it will be later on. Uh, the actor's name is uh, Mr. Alimi Ballard. Done nothing really before Sabrina, to be honest. I mean, this is his first major role, but we'll see him a lot. Uh, 26 episodes, in fact, including this uh, twofer. Very often appears as a police officer um, on various different shows. Uh, he's had recurring roles in uh, CSI, in Dark Angel, NCIS, and Numbers, where he played David Sinclair for 114 episodes. So it's the beginning of quite a successful career yeah, for Mr. Like Ballard here. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of just been in... Just as a as a cop, that's kind of his his uh, tight casting role, I guess. He's just playing a hardened car. So he probably really, you know, it's sort of obviously being in a sitcom, something of a comedic role, you know, quite an eccentric sort of flamboyant role. It's one of the few chances he's had to sort of let loose and sort of show yeah. his uh, comic chops uh, here in this uh, early role. Yeah, and he's a good character and he's a good performer in this. So I do, I am looking forward to seeing more of him through the course of the season. But before we get there, will Sabrina get her license? As it's time for her test. Without making any quips or remarks, he takes her to where she's got to do her exam. He decides to take her to the most fun place in all the realm, a completely white room. He tells her that this is her test to show him the real Sabrina. And with that, she creates an art attack, makes colours fly around and splat on the walls like a kid's music video. Yeah, I'm not. It was... It was... Yes. You didn't like it. I did it. not like it at all. It was just ridiculous. Obviously, I get it. You know, you know, you're using green screen, and in 1990, is it seven that was still in here? Yes. Yeah, in 1997, that wasn't exactly of of the best quality that we see nowadays. But it was so poor. Mm. It was a bit like if you're if you go on paint. Yes. And you go on, uh, you know, insert an image, and you're just clicking on the image and just flying it round the, yeah. the blank sheet of paper in a we, in a weird just... motion. And even even the shapes of the colour splats were just yeah they're so I don't even... shit yeah and I agree the whole the whole thing was off because uh, you know we we rave don't we we wax lyrical about the quality of the effects in the in this show even even in the last episode with the train the scene you know we were saying how how incredible everything looks for a twenty year old kids sitcom. Uh, effects wise but yeah this was uh, definitely an exception to that rule it was 
for lack of a better word, shonky. Yes. Shonky I mean, effects here. The thing is, though, the, the worst thing is that it, it's all... It, that's done to lead up to him saying, you passed with flying colours. <laughs> Which I really liked. It was a good joke. I love how is like, but I really liked that. <laughs> I don't know if it made up for the bad effects, but it's flying colours. Yeah. <laughs> so the joke itself was good, but they could, they, I guess what we're saying is they could have... Got to that punchline with a better <laughs> with better effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, she passes with flying colours, even though Sabrina isn't convinced at first. But he eventually informs her that she has passed. He says that Sabrina took responsibility by studying, and in the end, she had fun. Which I guess is how to be a witch. Res- take responsibilities. Remember that, as we learned in a first go at the test, remember that all actions have consequences. Study, take the time to hone your craft, and have fun with it. I have a quick question. How does he know she studied? Has he been watching her? I think it's more or less sort of uh, mentioned like in the first episode that he can pretty much see what she's doing all well, the time. We suggested in part one that when he says, like, I can appear at even the most inconvenient time for you, when you least expect it, I will uh, conduct your test. So maybe he is watching... So for the absolute, uh, the time that she absolutely least expects him to appear, she, yeah. you can just go... He always knows when and where to show up to give her a shock, so yeah. he must be watching her. Keeping wow. tabs, keeping tabs, kind of like, well, a, like the, a, keeping, keeping tabs on sabs. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's keeping tabs, and then there's watching her. Watching her, her. yeah, that's, you know, probably, that's a bit creepy. Yeah, does the watching end when... Mind you, as, as we learned in a second, she's not actually got her licence yet, so you may yet be watching her... Um... For a little bit longer. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she repays his kind words of encouragement by changing his white suit into a funky acid trip one. Back home, and Hilda and Zelda are reprimanding Salem for his crimes, as he seems to have stolen money and bought lots of toys with it. They call him a cat burglar, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zelda says that he can keep the money, but he must invest it. Hilda tells him not to fight her because he won't win. uh, Sabrina comes bouncing into the kitchen, thrilled that she's passed. Yay, everyone cheers. Give me five, Salem shouts. Sabrina goes to high-five him. He looks at his paw. I can't. (laughs) Is it the best Salem line ever? It was the best setup. It's like, yeah, high-five. I can't. Just again, the delivery from Nick Bakai just just makes this just the just the, the just the, the despair in his voice as he just remembers that he's a cat <laughs> and he just... can't high five. <laughs> it's just, but you can oh god, you can hear the pain in his voice. I mean, I, it like... It's like has, has Nick Bakai lived as a cat? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is it? I, I I think he, Nick understands and feels the pain that no, Salem does. goes yeah. through. Yeah. I said, how do you do it, Nick? You're a you are an unsung hero. I like to think that when he was recording this line, he was looking at his hand and he just tucked his thumb into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> stared at his four-fingered hand and just cried. <laughs> um, she opens up her envelope. With magic comes responsibility. So clearly Uncle Ben Parker is part of the witch's castle. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, that'd be great, yeah. Peter Parker is a witch. Sabrina is shocked. Same universe. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. We finally found that Spider-Man is and in the same universe as Sabrina. And therefore the rest of Marvel. <laughs> Marvel is in, the, is in the Sabrina cinematic universe. Well, yeah, because that could kind of make sense. Because uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Asgard are all part of the other realm. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Doctor yeah. Strange is a magician to, yeah, to yeah. a degree, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you know, there's different... There's about... In uh, in one of the Thor films, he said that there's like there's eight different realms. So maybe the other realm for which is just so happens to be one of them. Yeah, yeah maybe. Happy days. Maybe he lists all eight realms and goes, ah, oh, there's the other one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's the other one. The other realm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> called, it's just called the other realm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just called the other realm. Yeah, there we go. So who lives there? Witches. It makes so much sense. Why did we not find this out earlier? Uh, Sabrina is shocked, however, to learn that she's not got a licence, rather a permit, the ability to obtain one. She's told that she'll be tested on and off for the next year, and if she passes, she'll get her licence on her 18th birthday. However, if she fails, she'll become completely mortal. And when they mention this, I looked over at you, Graham, and you were quite shocked by this. You were quite surprised that this is a... 
a legitimate threat in Sabrina's uh, life so early on in the show. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, what I really liked is these sort of final moments of uh, this episode seem to be setting up like a real sort of season-long sort of plot, like some like yeah. permanent sort of jeopardy, like a goal that Sabrina must get to, and that's that's very different from season one. Yeah, I mean, if, if you cast your minds back to our finale of um, of season one, when I was asking you guys what are you hoping to get out of the next season, yeah. one of the things you said, Chris, is you were looking for an overarching yeah. story. The only one we had, we had a couple of gags, you know, with mitosis ears, but nothing really, but this is a season-long story arc, yeah. so... Um, I got so, my wish. Yeah, so we'll get your thoughts on on this sort of uh, at the end. But uh, I suppose sort of the enduring story of season one was Sabrina and Harvey, but it went up and down so much, didn't it? Mm. So it wasn't really a season long arc at all. It was mm. like a few sort of like small you, arcs. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what I've got a problem with though. It's that if Sabrina fails, that she'll become wholly mortal, and it's like. That is the fucking cruelest thing to do. It's like you turn 16, you get these powers. Awesome. You spend a year with the powers, you turn 17. Turns out that you need to get a a license. Fair enough. So you do the test that you think gets you a license. It doesn't. It gets you a permit. If you fail the actual fucking license, then the powers that you've just had for a year and will have for this year until you turn 18 are gone. So you get used to life of being able to use your witchy powers for two years and then after those two years, poof, no, you're fucking mortal. Bye bye. And as well, and you'd she- never get over that. No, you, you would. You would end- psychological damage that. Absolutely, man. you would end up in a padded cell. Like I was a witch once. I tell you, <laughs> I could do magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sabs. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, upper yeah, dose. But I mean, it's not like I mean, in, during this next year, she's going to be making some cutbacks, like you know, seeing less of Harvey, doing less school curriculum. So in a year's time, she could end up single. Having a boring, mundane school life just because she's not doing any extracurriculum stuff, and at the end of it, not having a witch's powers, so she could have a terrible year of a seventeenth birthday. There is a lot at stake. There is a lot of pressure on this uh, young lady's shoulders this year. So um, we'll be we'll be pulling for her. We'll be we'll be behind Absolutely. her all the way. But uh, yeah, Jesus, a lot a lot on the, a lot on her plate. A lot yeah. more than last year. Well, she says, if I study, I may lose Harvey. And if I don't study, I'll lose my powers. And that that's the line where I was like, so that's that's the crux. That's yeah. mm-hmm. the sort of, you know... Um... It, it's what side of her wants when does she want to be more... Well, you know, she's half mortal, she's half witch. Does she want to be a mortal? Does she want to be a witch? Yeah, it's the conflict at the core of this season. Yeah, so it's very, very good. We're very much looking forward to it. Uh, before the episode finishes during the credits, Harvey arrives at the door holding Sabrina's military boot, which she denies, obviously, but suddenly time is frozen and our quizmaster arrives once more. He tells her to just go with it, because he won't remember a thing after this. She puts the boot on, and once again, like Cinderella, we're whisked away in a fairy tale world where they're both dressed in their best togs and dancing romantically together. To what? The most 90s song I've ever heard. An incredibly 90s song. Now, uh, we had uh, one of our our wonderful uh, Twitter uh, followers uh, notify us regarding the Sabrina Through the Looking Glass episode of season one. At the end of that uh, episode, everybody eats a giant flan um, and a very blatant uh, rip-off of R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People plays. It turns out that wasn't what was originally used. That's an Ersatz version. I don't know whether it was made for the show or whether it was just some sort of library sort of music. So maybe this sort of generic 90s ballad was put on the DVD or video release instead of an actual track by Tony Braxton or somebody. But I mean, regardless of whether it is a an actual song or a um, license-free song, it definitely is this week's... That's so 90s. So there we go, boys. Our twofer is concluded. Sabrina gets her license. Part two is over and done with. Graham, do you think this is a good and, more importantly, strong start to the season? I think it's an extremely strong start to the new season. 
purely uh, because, as um, as we were just uh, speaking of, just the fact that it just sets so much out. You know, it's it very rarely do episodes end episodes of Sabrina and we're thinking oh what happens next I mean obviously this one obviously is a, is a two for it you know it had a cliffhanger but even at the end of this episode you sort of or I certainly was sort of pumped for the rest of the season how's it all going to work out for Sabrina I mean obviously we know the show runs for several more seasons so obviously she is going to be a witch at the end of it all but how does she get there how does it affect her relationship with Harvey you know there's, there's just so many questions thrown up added to the fact that the show is still really really funny in a completely unique way, you yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, Salem was an absolute hoot in this episode. Um, you know, we had um, some, we got some brilliant new characters. You know, I sort of found the uh, found Albert the Quizmaster very uh, likable. I found Valerie very likable. Um, Sergeant Slater. I know we don't see him again, but he was a, a yet another brilliant one-off character. Um, yeah, just a really, really strong opening to the new season. Yes, uh, Chris, you uh, had so much praise at the end of our last episode about this being a strong start to the second season. Does this continue? Did this was this uh, a second part worth waiting a week for? I, yes, <laughs> yes. In absolutely. a word, yes. No, it was just one of those things where it's like I, I, I'm, I'm never really good with when shows do a. Uh, to be continued moment. I always think it's a bit of a cop out. Uh, and then obviously I've got to wait a week to watch the next episode. So it, it's one of those moments where it was like, originally it was like, oh for fuck's sake, here we go again. But no, it actually held up. The second episode stayed strong and held up to our, our uh, expectations, especially after how strong the first episode was. So really well done, guys. Yes, it's, it's definitely a different animal this second season. It's there's more pace, there's more scenes sort of cutting here and there. It's, it's got a different feel to it, different sound to it. So, yeah, more gags, more uh, peril and more effects. And especially, you know, like we saw the train, sorry, the, the living room crashing into the train at the end of our uh, uh, first episode. So it's this season is, is an absolute crack. I thought this episode was tremendous. And we're going to go into the scores on the doors with Chris, but, uh, I mean, I'm just pointing out that I think... This is one that was one of the best Sabrina episodes we've watched so far. I think I, I would say so in terms of like ticking so many different boxes. We've had funnier episodes and we've had some quite emotional moments in other episodes. But in terms of like just yeah, just a strong plot that sort of established a lot of things, left a lot of questions unanswered intentionally that you want to see answered later on, added to still being really funny. I don't think it's quite hit those heights until now. Yeah. So, but I mean. There's no point me and Graham going on about it. What do we know? Our opinions are null and void. It's Chris. He's the rank master. He's the one who tells us what this episode is scored, and we just merely decide whether we agree or disagree with the man. So I didn't allow you to give a score for the last episode because I wanted you to review this as an entire 40-minute saga. So Sabrina gets her license. Well, Phil, Graham, listeners, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. You're not going to take your pants off, are you? I've definitely done that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I am going to score this 40-minute saga, as you so rightly put it, as nine living rooms being thrown into a train. Wow, nine living rooms being thrown at a train. Graham, nine. Um, um, that's, I think, I said it was a fantastic episode. I wouldn't actually go as far as to say nine. Okay. Um, I, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go with eight. Oh. Eight and a half, I think. Eight and a half. Eight and a half, speeding, out of control, runaway living rooms, <laughs> crashing into an unsuspecting train. <laughs> and I'm going to side with Christopher on this one. An all-round awesome episode. Nine runaway living rooms being thrown at a train. Would you like to know what episode three is all about? Oh, oh yes, please. More what? than you'll ever know. <clears throat> well, I'm going to tell you what it's called, and I want you guys to tell me what it's all about. Episode 3 of Season 2 is called Dummy for Love. Dummy oh, for Love. Oh, oh, okay. Chris thinks he's got this. I've got this. Nailed it. Right. So, obviously, we are already aware that we have something called Mando in this universe. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm going to think it's going to do some form of... Something like the film Mannequin, where they bring a mannequin to life. So, therefore, Dummy for Love. And it's caused a love spell and the dummy falls in love with Sabrina in some form or way. Okay. Or Valerie. Oh, oh does Sabrina turn... Uh, yeah. So Sabrina magics a dummy... 
to life to fall for Valerie because you feel sorry for her. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Um, Graham, anything um, different? I, I hope it is some sort of take on uh, the plot of Mannequin, especially if we get a knockoff version of Nothing's Gonna Stop Us by Starship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think, yeah, something to do with a um, shop mannequin, shop dummy being uh, bewitched um, and coming to life. I think maybe it's if sort of I know Sabrina and Harvey aren't officially broken up but maybe I don't know perhaps to test Harvey's love for her she magics a shop dummy to life almost to tempt Harvey I'm not sure maybe to find out how he really feels about Hmm. okay well both ideas are pretty pretty cool but sadly there is no Kim Cattrall-esque storyline going into this one in an effort to stop uh, Mr. Kraft being so mean to her Sabrina turns Hilda into a human ventriloquist dummy and speaks for her to go on a date with Mr. Kraft. Blimey. That doesn't involve the hand up the... No, no hand up the jacksie. Right. Just, uh, um, Well, okay. But she effectively turns Hilda into sort of a mindless zombie who all she can do is repeat things Sabrina says. Interesting. And walks around, so... So this is just to get uh, Mr. Kraft off a case. Well, I'm looking forward to busting out a certain... um, chart uh, <laughs> in the uh, next episode that's for certain the uh, bastardometer is uh, bastardometer the arse chart a dictator scale we've yeah. not, not got not got an official name but maybe by next week we'll have one so that is episode three uh, dummy for love our third episode of season two which is next week so thank you very much for joining us for this one um, it's been an absolute blast really really enjoyed this start to the season so it's only going to go up from here I'd like to thank my colleague to the left Mr. Graham Riley thank you for being here with me Graham I, thank you, Phil. Um, I just want to say that we can build this dream together, sing this song forever. Nothing's going to stop us. Nothing's going to stop us. Now, Chris, thank you very much to you, young man. Cheers, guys. Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners. And it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be be magic. magic.